Hey, before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to let you know that our course and coaching program called Youth Ministry Growth Accelerator now offers a three-month and six-month payment plan, which makes enrolling easier than ever. Just head over to growyouryouthministry.com and sign up today. And as an added bonus, if you join by Friday, May 17th, we're offering a free student leadership launch workshop, which will help you build and launch your student leadership team from the ground up. I can't wait to see you in the program so we can start accelerating the growth of your youth ministry today. All right, let's get into the episode. How can we take students on a journey from first time visit all the way to our student leadership team? That's what we're talking about today on the Ministry Coach Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Ministry Coach Podcast, where we help youth pastors take their youth ministry to the next level by giving you weekly tips and tactics. My name is Jeff Lascola. This is Kristen Lascola. And today we're kind of going to give you that roadmap, that ideal roadmap of how would you take a kid who's a first timer and bring them all the way until they're a contributing, serving leadership kid. And then they'll go to high school <laughs> and all that work. Someone else will enjoy. Um, <laughs> only partly joking. Yeah. So there are some kids that are postured, I think, for a quicker road. Right. Maybe they've had siblings come through the ministry or, you know, they're a really outgoing kid who's been looking forward to youth group for a long time. So I think um, the journey we're going to describe, who I had in mind was sort of the kid who you don't know Nobody really knows. They just come in just like cold off the street because I figured let's start with the hardest case Mm -hmm. and then anyone else you could, you know, sort of fall in line anywhere along that path. Yeah, because some kids, it's not going to be as hard of a sell. So I had uh, one of my leaders in mind. She's a leader now. Her name is Andrea (laughs) and she came in as a student and she just came in one Sunday morning was so quiet, didn't know anyone, wouldn't look at anyone. Wouldn't and, talk to anyone. No. And then, you know, her journey now, she's one of my volunteers, but she went through all the leadership channels and got super involved. So I kind of had her in mind when I wrote this. Drea, if you're listening, <laughs> this is for you. All right. So step one in this assimilation to serving, because serving really is that last, like, right. You're super bought in, you know? So um, number one, they come in their first time, get their information and do something with it. So I don't know how disciplined you are at getting information for first timers. I feel like we've done an episode on like assimilation overall. So you can go back and listen to that episode for more in depth about this. But when someone comes in for the first time, you want to greet them, of course, but you also want to hand them an information card. What that should have on it is their first and last name, their age, their birthday, their grade, their address, their phone number, and their email. Most of that information will be for their parents. So I would always say, how about your parent email or your parent phone number or something like Mm. that, or both your phone number and your parent phone number. And then what you want to be able to do with that information is input it into a way your software, you know, like I, I've always talked about, we use a software system called arena. We input those people in there. Now they are going to start getting emails and communications and mailers and whatever it might be. So 
Once you input that into the system, a way to track them to note they were here, not letting them slip through the cracks. I like to send a little welcome postcard. I've talked about those before, just has our ministry logo on it. Hey, Jeff, so glad you were here. Well, I should use Andrea because that was my example. <laughs> well, you can still call her Jeff. <laughs> Remember our inside joke when I called you Jeff. <laughs> hey, Andrea, so glad you're at church this week and hope you had a great time. And we look forward to seeing you again soon. Love Kristen and the chaos team, whatever you wanted to say. And then I would sometimes on our ministry account, look up that student and to see if they're on social media and then follow them. Do a little spying on them. Yeah, well, connecting. (laughs) Because then I would follow them from our uh, youth group account. So that's kind of saying like, here we are. I want to connect with us. want to follow us. And then they could see like what's going on, what's coming up, who we are and all of that. And then on that first meeting too, I always try to meet their parents. This mm-hmm. one's hard because parents, I don't know if this is what it's like at your guys's church, but at our church, we get a lot of drop and goes, like not a whole lot of, hi, I'm They don't so even and so. stop the car sometimes. Yeah, that just like just get rolls out, right out, you know, um, but if you can meet the parents, that's ideal. And never leave, a, never let a parent leave your room empty handed. So if they come in on a Sunday morning, they drop off their Give kid. them the trash, have them take it out, make them Happy do something. Happy donut, cold hot chocolate. <laughs> Put I don't them know. to work. <laughs> I like to have, we've talked about this also, I have quarterly calendars. Yeah. So on the bottom of the calendar is my office number, my cell phone number, and my email. And so I'll say, hey, here's some stuff we have coming up. This gives you a little glimpse of our ministry. That's our website. That's my contact information, you know, and it helps them see like, oh, well, if I want to get involved, here's how I do it. And so here's where this is a good time to pause and talk about the difference between pushing and pulling information. Okay. So you might have everything available on your website. It's like, you want to know what we're doing? Go to my website. Well, That's you're requiring now a pull of information because people might not think to themselves, golly gee, I wonder what that youth group is doing on Wednesday. Like you have to push information to them, meaning something physical in their hand Mm -hmm. or maybe an email going directly to them or a text message reminder going directly to them. We can't expect everyone to pull information because you are one of hundreds of noises in their life. And so we think we're special. Like, don't you want your kid to be involved at church? I should be priority. And I'll reality, yes, church should be the most important, but parents are busy and have a lot of people vying for their attention. So anytime I have a parent in my room, I say, Oh, here's a flyer for our summer camp. Just take a look at it. Give me a call. If you have any questions, here's my calendar. This gives you a look at what we're doing, blah, blah, blah. And then they're so much more likely to get their kid involved because there's a little taste of who we are and what this looks like and a schedule and it's not as vague anymore. And then you're not putting the onus on them Mm -hmm. to pull information out. So, and you're also not relying solely on the kid to, to get that information back to their parents, because here's a little sociological experiment, hand a kid of calendar or some information card at the beginning of a service and time how long it takes for that to no longer be in their hand. And yeah. I guarantee it'll be less than no. Like they'll two probably minutes. come up to me like, um, can you hold yeah, this can you, for um, me? Can you hold this in my jacket and my water bottle? You want to know another phenomenon? Sure, child. That's not mine. I'll hold all your stuff. Yeah, they always like. I'll be playing dodgeball, and they'll be like, "Can you hold my phone?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
actually, and I don't know, this is an observation I made early on and I called my junior hires on it a couple weekends ago. I said, the only time you people throw away your garbage during a message is during worship or during a message. (laughs) Other than that, open drop, open the hand, drop it on the floor. Um, I have to like throw this away right now in the middle of your message. Like, and I'm going to take my sweet time doing it. So, but Hey, if it's during the game, no time. No, I have no time for that right now. Hold my trash for me. Yeah. Okay. So that kind of all encompasses step one. It's what do we do with the information pulling and versus pushing information, all that kind of stuff. Number two, So you want to introduce them to other students. Don't forget that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I thought like, well, I'm the leader, you know, I'll take care of you. It's all good. But then I realized later on, like, man, it's so important that they're making connections with other students. So I don't know if you have a student that you can sort of trust with this task. Ironically, it was Andrea See how that happened? So Andrea and I had a code word when she was in, when junior, she was high. in junior high, when she finally came out of her shell and was friendly and on leadership and all of that. <laughs> and I would look at her during youth group and there'd be a kid maybe that was brand new or a kid standing by themselves and say it was a boy in a red hat. And I would go over to her, kind of whisper, totally like low key. <laughs> and I'd be like, Mufasa, red hat. And I'd like walk away (laughs) and Mufasa was the code word of like, go welcome that person. That person's alone, like (laughs) alert, alert. Like you need to do some relational like magic right now. And she would, she would rise to the occasion. She is friendly. She's confident. She was not weird. And so it worked really, really well. So you could maybe pull a few existing leadership kids aside and say, Hey, you guys are really friendly. And I've done this on multiple occasions, not just with Drea, you know, with Sam and Noah, remember? Mm -hmm. And I would say, guys, like you are so friendly. You guys are so much fun. You guys are so confident. Any junior hire would want to be your friend. And I think what you guys really bring to the table is the ability to draw people in. But I need you to partner with me when there's new kids you know, I will meet them and greet them and all that, but then I want them to know you. So I'm going to just come over. Code word will be whatever. And that means go and make sure that person is not alone tonight. Mm. Bring them in your friend group, do your absolute best. And it's nice when there's a few of them, like poor Drea, like I put it all on her Mufasa (laughs) pink sweater, Mufasa, like orange jacket. But like I had these two boys, Sam and Noah, and they were kind of like this team together to welcome new kids. And I think that was really helpful, you know, and then the other thing is you want to connect them to other leaders as well. Mm -hmm. And so if they're a sixth grade boy, I'll immediately try to find our sixth grade boy, small group leaders be like, Hey Zach, this is Tony. He's a sixth grade boy (laughs) and um, he's going to be in your small group tonight and blah, 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 blah. So I think then from the top, because you're the leader, you're always looking out for that kid is like, laser focused up. Are you having fun? Never alone. Make sure they're connecting and use your other leverage, your other resources and people to be able to do that. Cause obviously you can't stick next to that kid the entire time. So step three, get them in a small group. So this is really easy if they're visiting at your midweek program when you're doing small groups, 
But if they are visiting on a Sunday, then your challenge is going to be get them interested in your midweek program. That's why the calendar thing to the parents is very important because they could see, oh, every Tuesday night you're here 630 to 830. Wow. And I have the address and all that kind of stuff. And it makes it easy for them to participate. But like Andrea, she didn't come to chaos. And so every single Sunday I'd be like, Andrea, how are you? Good. How was your weekend? (laughs) Fine. Have you ever been to chaos on Tuesday? I don't think you have. You should come. You would love it. I don't know. No, you really should. I hope I can see you there. Wouldn't show, wouldn't show, wouldn't show. Every single week I'd say, Drea, you should come on Tuesday. Just try it. Just come on Tuesday. Well, finally, one day she shows up, loves it. We get her in a small group, all of that. So it's going to be that personal invitation, the persistence and making sure students know that they're wanted there. And, you know, I would, I would sometimes tell them too, like, Hey, there's new people every week. So Mm -hmm. you're not going to be like, the whole like, and everyone turns around like, who's that? I would say like, people won't even notice. Like they're just doing their own thing because students, I think are afraid to walk into a situation where like adults are afraid to walk into a situation. Yeah. Like like everyone knows each other. And then I'm this weird new person. So, um, try (laughs) to alleviate their fears of that or say, maybe I could pick you up. Like, do you want to go together? And I've done that for students too. Like, pick them up and let's go get a coffee and then we'll go to pick group together. Up. Yeah. So that is step three. And then, oh, well, part of the small group thing is two is that once they attend a small group, they should be contacted every week. I don't know how good my small group leaders are doing at this, but technically their role is to text or DM or something. My students each week or the students that are in their small group. So say Andrea finally does go, we have her information. Mm-hmm. The small group leader texts her that week. Hey, it was so great having you in my small group. Can't wait to see you next week. Is there anything I could be praying for you about? So that is another point of connection. And, and that, that's a hard discipline. I think for small group leaders, it's like, we're here on Tuesday, but no, I always tell them just once at some point during the week, have a touch point with them outside of the church walls. And then step four, once they're starting to feel like they are involved in a small group, then you want to start getting them to camps and events. Mm. And that's another that's going to be that like a uh, personal invitation thing. Like, are you going to summer camp? Oh, you should go, or you would love it. And I think sometimes people sometimes just need a face-to-face conversation about it instead yeah. of just one big giant announcement. We're going to whitewater July 8th through the 15th. You should come. Well, that's from the big, the big stage, but a small group leader or a student leadership kid or you encouraging that person to come. And we all know as youth pastors, that one week or weekend at camp is worth like six months of youth group and church connectivity. Yeah, that's where all the connection happens. Exactly. And so if we could get them to a camp, usually they're like, they're here to stay, right? So have those intentional asks. And I, I've experienced that as an adult, even when the in the bulletin or announcement from the stage, like, hey, you know, the men's retreat is coming up, blah, blah, blah. And you might think like, yeah, maybe I'll go. I don't know. But then when somebody comes up and specifically asks you face to face, then I feel like you're more likely to, okay, yeah, I will go, you know? And, and, and just, I don't know. It's just a a weird, to know, like your presence would be noticed. Right. You know, I've also had that happen where the person who asked me, I did show up and then they were like, I can't remember if they didn't remember who I was. 
or just didn't know me at all. I was just, I don't know. But I was like, like, I'm here. Glad I made the like, effort. You don't even know you. me. No, yeah, but it, it does. You're that, just so forgettable. I, I 100% am forgettable. And that's okay. I fly under the radar oh, that way. No, no, no. It's a good Kitty. thing. I'm bragging, actually, because I, oh, I can. I love being forgettable. It's my favorite. <laughs> I love that nobody knows me. I am not going to read this review tonight, but there was a review that I loved that we got. And my name's not even right. <laughs> oh, I kind of remember that. What did they call you? Mike. <laughs> Chris it's probably, Mike. it's actually Sitting probably my tr- favorite review, but we'll read that maybe next week or something. Maybe you just felt like a Mike that night. <laughs> I, don't know. I know a lot of Mikes. I don't know. Um, so one principle here <laughs> that kind of is pushing us through like this, we're talking a lot of specifics, but here's the bottom line is that programs attract people, relationships, keep them. So we want to be strategic in our relationship with people, especially new people, because that's, what's going to kind of Velcro them to the church yeah. is relationships. So, I mean, we invited a friend to church this weekend and they loved it because the building was so beautiful and everything looked so great. Well, but if the, if you never made a friend and the teaching sucked and it was disorganized and worship was lame, no matter how beautiful a building was, you wouldn't come back. So there's certain attractional pieces to our ministry that will get people in the door and get them inviting their friends and get them coming. And all of those things you listed, if you would, would have like, okay, all those things you just listed, if none of those were present except for one, I think every single one of those, whether it was teaching or the ambiance or how good the coffee was and blah, 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 all that stuff. But if the only thing that was good was the connections they had with people, they'd st- still keep coming. They probably would. And and actually, you could even have several of those and not have the connection with other people. They may not come. Right. And that's what keeps people is right. relationships. Like, especially a church like Larry Osborne in his book, Sticky Church, he says people want two things in order for your church to be sticky. You Velcro them to God's word, because other than that, what are we even doing? And then you Velcro them to each other. Mm -hmm. Like people, you close the back door when people love the word of God and they love each other. It's like, where else would I go? You know? And so that's what we're trying to, that's what I'm trying to convey here of like being so intentional with that relationship. Like every time you see that person, you know, with new students, I feel like I, I try to get overly excited when I see them mm-hmm. and they get like, I'm here, make a big deal about it. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I love it. And then eventually we kind of settle into, you know, our relationship, right. but just to let them know, I see you and I'm happy you're here. And I noticed you and people want to be seen and noticed and drawn in and included and all of that. And as a youth pastor, you know, you really fuel that. And then you teach that to other people, teach that to your student leadership team, teach that to your other leaders of how to make a big deal about people because Mm -hmm. people are a big deal and people are the reason we do our job is because the only thing that is eternal in this world are people. And so we want to make a big deal about them and we want them to be at church. We want them to be connected. And so it takes a little like rah, rah, like cheerleader, you know, vibes to be excited about them. And then finally, once they've done all of that, hopefully you can get them to the point 
where you know they're invested because they're serving. And so maybe that's a student leadership team, or maybe they're serving in the children's ministry or doing something, but that's that final step of connection. And we pitch our student leadership team once a year and we make a big deal about it. And then um, they have an opportunity halfway through the year to get out or to get in. (laughs) So like around Christmas time, if they're like, I don't think student leadership was for me, you know, we let them out like no questions asked, Mm. or if a kid kind of missed the boat in the beginning or they're brand new since the start of it. And we're like, Hey, if you see these student leaders and you want to do this, you know, you can jump in now. So I feel like that is like the life cycle of a youth group kid. And again, some of those kids are just going to like, you're not even going to have to push, pull anything. They're right. going to be like, what is leadership? I want to be on it. I already filled out my application. And well, I, I don't signed, like your attitude. So no. <laughs> sign the contract. And they're up on stage and grabbing the mic and they're involved. Yeah, I always said to you, you know, the biggest red flag is when a kid is a little too comfortable day one. I'm like, it's because so exciting. If that's where you start. Exactly. Where are you going to go? <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, they could go actually just, you know, it could be they're very friendly and all that. But I feel like a lot of times those are the ones that'll end up being sometimes troublemakers. Well, and I like, like if there are those kids that are brand new and they're volunteering for everything, I like to pick them. Like you want to do the impossible shot. Come on up. You want to do the game. You want to do this. Yes, 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 yes. And we like to make a big deal about them. So yeah, yeah, that's kind of that. The journey from newbie to, I wish I could have something that rhymed with newbie. That was a student leader. (laughs) Student Lieber B. Uh, that doesn't rhyme, but we're going to go ahead and do a question of the day. And I actually don't really have a great answer for this one. Mine is kind of blah, but maybe some of you guys have a good one. Pretty so. forgettable. Pretty lame. <laughs> you know, good old Mike. <laughs> Average vanilla Mike. Um, have you ever, and, and if you have a good answer to this, please put it in the comments below. I know. I'd love this, to see one of my this. favorite parts of the comments. When you get to read is, the other people. Yeah, so we've gotten answer. some good ones. This is, have you ever fallen asleep in a really strange place? Like what was the most random or what was the most strange place you've ever fallen asleep? So I don't know if I fell asleep here or just ended up here (laughs) after falling asleep, but my sister. Ended up here. (laughs) So my sister and I, when I was younger, I was probably in upper elementary. We were having a sleepover in her room. So she was sleeping in her bed. I was sleeping on the floor. And at some point during the night, I (laughs) migrated underneath her bed. And I obviously didn't know or mean to. And I remember in the morning, I opened my eyes and the bottom of the bed was like these wood panels. Like it was (laughs) a really old bed. Like it was to hold them in place. It was like plywood looking. And I remember having this panic thought that someone had kidnapped me and put me in like it, like an antique trunk or something. (laughs) And I was on the inside of it because I just opened my eyes and it's like a coffin. It's like (laughs) the wood was like that close to my face. And, and then all of a sudden I just looked to my right and I saw her room. I'm like, Oh, I'm under the bed. (laughs) You inchwormed under her bed. (laughs) Yeah, I could see that. I've I've definitely had a sleepwalking moment. Yeah. But um nothing too crazy like you from had a weird one after our honeymoon when you still thought we were on the cruise. Yeah, I just woke up in the middle of the night and I was looking out our balcony window, just scratching <laughs> my belly like an ogre. And you're like, What are you doing? And I just kind of came to and I was like, I 
thought we were on the cruise. No, you said I was looking for glaciers (laughs) or icebergs or something. Uh, Yeah, I forgot about that. No, my random place that I have fallen asleep, it was in high school. I ran track and it was a really hot day. It was like an invitational, a bunch of schools there. And I think I had just gotten done running um, the 400. That was like my, my event. And I just kind of like passed out on the side of this hill. <laughs> it's sort of where our team was, but it was just a hill with rocks and dirt, no shade, no trees, nothing. And I just like... They probably thought you were like... Dead. Yeah, like passed out. I felt out. dead. So, I mean, I, don't, I wasn't even like like perpendicular or anything. It was like kind of like... like I, as if I had fallen out of the sky and sort of landed there. <laughs> and I woke up, I don't know how long they later. Like drew a chalk outline around like, you. Leg bent to the side. I fell asleep in my algebra algebra class once and I didn't know I'd fallen asleep. And then I like, my I put my head up. And remember when you used to have to cover your books with like paper yes. bags? It was drenched Ew. in drool. <laughs> it was like soaking wet. And my cheek was so- had the words written on your cheeks soaked into you. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's read a review. This one's not Mike. Next week. Remind to me. To Mike. Love listener. This was from... Ironically, this is a very similar episode to this one, but um, how to get new students connected to your youth group. That's kind of whole step one. Yeah. And this comes from that. This was from Clara Peckham, who says, thank you for these videos and tips. I've truly just started growing and new at everything. So all your videos are a big help. Thank you. God knew I needed these. Oh, Clara. Thank well, you, Clara. You know, and I feel like she's so right because this is what I wish I had when I first started. So I guess it's sort of like, you know, pay it forward, as they say. <laughs> I don't know. That probably wasn't the right phrase, but you know what I mean. It works. Yeah. Well, from Mike and Kristen, we thank you guys so much for watching and listening, and, and we'll, we'll see, see you, you next time. time.